This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome everybody to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I am, obviously, Sam Heskiff. Uh, but not joined this week by my usual reprobate crew of Albert and Terence. Instead, we've got a bit of a review show flavour. Um, starting off with Mr. Nick Gillard. Hello, Nick. Hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I warned you beforehand. I had some laxatives earlier, so if I disappear, um, you know why. Um, the other thing's Terence. I, I heard that if Terence is out, you just get somebody from FYP in, like the BBC website did. Is that true? What's going on there? Well, we're, we're waiting for a call back on that one. So, uh, unfortunately, we've had to delve further into the review show cast, and uh, we're also joined by Mike Scott. Hello. Yeah, you got the you got the B team today, haven't you? So, am I, am I, <laughs> my Albert, have I just got to make like a wanking joke occasionally? Is that yeah, like? yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have. I'll see if I can find it. This is this is terrible for a, for an audio podcast, but I do have a post-it note that gets put in front of the camera every time Albert talks. So um, the first time, Mike, that you start saying something, the the post-it note will pop up, and you can react accordingly. Great stuff. Um, okay. Uh, and and I'll start off by saying, in, in in lieu of a beer check, although Mike is drinking a beer, I've been. Um, forced into listening to a, a chat about flavours of vape. So <laughs> I guess, what vape are you on, Nick? Uh, in this particular vape, I've got uh, menthol, uh, 3% uh, nicotine vape mixed in with some uh, rocket raspberry CBD oil vape. So, yeah. Great. I, I would ask if there's a review of it on whatever vape app but i'll just move on uh mike what are you on something a bit more grown up maybe oh it's totally grown up yeah um i, I just gotta say anyone that has the cbd stuff and they, they you know they're a stoner when they're about 15 and now they're still trying to they're trying to grab onto their their younger years by still putting that in their vape. <laughs> no i've gone very grown up and i've got a bottle of keo cypriot beer with uh, strawberry milkshake uh, Vape, so there you go. Um, the, the post-it note is going to get shown now, and it is very apropos. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, Fair enough. Peeking behind the curtain, it's basically just the word cunt. So, is, that, um, um, 
is that wimpy milkshake or McDonald's milkshake? And back when I could drink it, I absolutely loved McDonald's milkshake. McDonald's chocolate milk. There was a day when all I had for the day was um, four large uh, McDonald's chocolate milkshake. Super size Mike. Bloody hell. Well, let's move on from disgusting milkshakes uh, onto something a bit more. It's a good milkshake. Well, is it? What's what your mean, What's what, your choice what is, then? What is good what's your What's what your? Well, Wim, Wimpy's got a quite a good milkshake, and there's a Wimpy's in Streatham, so you got I got a rep Wimpy. Okay, what? Well, um, how does it rate against like fridge? Oh, I don't drink that sort of shit. I don't okay. know. Better, better. Fair enough. Fridge is um, better than Yazoo, but Wimpy's better than both. Yeah, Wimpy's Wimpy's basically better than everything. You get a knife and fork, not with a milkshake, but with your bender in a bun. And you can't beat it, so I won't hear a word said against Wimpy. No, I, I've got nothing. I, I, I'm ambivalent towards Wimpy. I've got no strong feelings either way. So, one of uh, one of my sister's old boyfriends was in a band, uh, sort of very, very sort of Z-list celebrity called the Normal Hawaiians, and uh, they had a demo uh, that got them their record uh, deal, apparently, uh, and it was a song called Wimpy Without Onions. So there's a little. 70s, uh, nobody's heard of them, punk factoid. Sounds like a banger. Sounds like a bender in a bun. <laughs> right. Um, so, today, uh, I want to kick off with something a bit... Well, I was going to say a bit more positive, but we're being quite positive about Wimpy. So, a bit more positive football-wise. Uh, and it's the anniversary of Cristian Ball, as I'm sure we're all well aware. How many years? Excellent question. Eight? Was it 2014? I'm pretty sure it was 2014. Um, I was going to say, do we all remember it? Obviously, we all remember it. But was there anything particular about the game that you liked? I can still see in my mind's eye um, Glenn Murray's excellent chest through ball. Yes. To Dwight Gale. I can also remember the main stand shaking. And I can also remember everybody in the main stand on their feet going to do Lally, which happens once every 74 years at Senna. <laughs> it was incredible, absolutely incredible. I've never known a noise like it before or since. Yeah, that, I mean, that atmosphere was absolutely insane. That's one of the main things I remember. My, my, I think my favourite takeaway is obviously the camera just focusing on Luis Suarez crying in the middle of the pitch. That's always a joyous reminder that I get on my Twitter whenever it comes up. Um, what about you, Mike? Anything particular that you liked about that game? I remember I was really pissed, um, so I didn't didn't really <laughs> didn't really take it in uh, in the way that I probably should. Um, yeah, it's, I had almost no memories until I watched it back. So um, that is it. I mean, that happens now, especially now. I go to the football with Chris Clark. That happens a lot. Um, oh, speaking of which, he uh, he's I think he's. At the moment, waiting, as we recall right now, there's about 20 minutes left of the, the voting day. He's waiting to find out what role he's got in uh, in Croydon this year as like councillor or whatever. I think he was absolutely bricking it, to be honest. In the Fairfield ward of Croydon, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I kind of listened and then I drift in and out. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, for, for everyone listening to the pod obviously the result will be known by the time uh 
you hear this. So if you care, and I'm sure you do, because who wouldn't? Uh, I'm sure the socials, certainly of Chris himself, will be declaring his massive victory. Let's say massive. Let's be positive. I'm going to be more positive about Chris than I am about Palace. Um, well, he's got, so, he's got to beat that random gazer that decided he'd canvas outside the game the other week. Ah, <laughs> um, the, 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 oh, sorry. The, <laughs> um, that guy, the police told him to stop canvassing outside the game the other, the other week. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. And it wasn't Chris doing this. No, if we uh, if we were on the ball and technically savvy, uh, following on from Albert's uh, lovely uh, recollection of those uh, adventure books where you turn to a certain page, we could do, if Chris Clark won the election, go to minute seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if he lost, go to minute 15, and we'll, we'll recall two different kind of responses to how uh, no, we no, did. We've got to be apolitical in this show. Otherwise, Hambo will kick your ass. True. That's true. Um, Unless it's about Wimpy, in which case, be partisan. Um, <laughs> so, I, I did have a, a, lov- a lovely segue, a Terence-like segue um, from the atmosphere uh, at Cristanbul to um, replicating the atmosphere by buying a new season ticket next year. But we went off piste a little bit there. Yeah, do you know what? Segways only work seriously if you don't force the conversation yeah. back to it. So, um I'm used to. I mean, I'm used to working with with pros who don't go off piste. So my segues usually work. But listen, we we make do with what we've got. Um, Look, you're more scared of Terry than we are of you. Let's put it that way. So that's that's very true. Um, he he's threatened to talk to me about his craft beer for hours at the beer festival. So that's that's pretty scary to be honest. I'll be on my best behaviour. Do you know what? I've decided I'm going to go to. Sorry, away at Kent instead of the beer festival. This is outrageous. <laughs> uh, especially as Chris said, he's got eight tickets. Um, I, I might change my mind. I might change my mind. Is it is it Beckenham or Canterbury? It's Beckenham. Oh, I might pop down. Bloody hell, no one's going to be at the beer festival. <laughs> I don't even like craft beer. I'm going to be there. This is a disaster. <laughs> I, I've got the day off on Friday, so maybe I'll go to cricket on Friday and that on Saturday. Um, well... Something that came out today, um, sort of ahead of the beer festival, is Palace have announced they're going to do an open training session at Selhurst uh, on the morning of the beer festival. Uh, tickets are free; you have to you have to register to get a ticket. Is this something either of you would maybe go to? Oh, the first thing I'm thinking of is where am I going to hide to get myself into the beer festival in the afternoon after the training <laughs> session. Well, it does. It does say um, that the beer festival starts like basically immediately after the training session, um, and they've sort of tried to. I don't, like I, I, I quite fancy going anyway because I think it'd be quite good. But um, I guess to to sort of butter people up a bit, they've said that there'll be breakfast baps on sale. So if if you're on the fence and you want a breakfast bap, sell us for the open training session is the way to go. It seems. On sale, but not free. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I'm quite tempted in that it's going to be my only chance to see Yaroslav Yak. Um, <laughs> and and, and um, maybe I'll see Remy Matthews actually save a shot after uh, the one time I saw him this season against Sutton United when he 
had three shots and he let in three. Um, no, I probably I think if I if my if I was with my kid, I'd go. Um, but I think it's better off leaving a ticket to to the younglings that are going to be the next generation of Palace, really. Oh, so that's beer festival. Laying. What about the training? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mean, that makes me feel like a bit of a twat because I'm not a youngin or the next generation, but I still kind of want to go to the open training session. M- mostly just to get another two hours of Wilf in my life because you just can't have enough Wilf, to be honest with you. You're only there for the yak. I went a couple of years ago. It was interesting. It was good. And then uh, my uh, I can't hear my daughter decided that she, she'd had enough and then of course we left and five minutes later they stopped training and all the players came over and had photos with everybody so I missed oh. out on that by five minutes but um, yeah it, it's interesting to see yeah it'd be good I, I, how they sort of do the their segue between training session and beer festival I don't know but um, whether they just move the, the tray of baps and replace it with a tray of because yeah, I've been once and it was royal wedding on big screen with uh, pay to play on the pitch games mm. as well. So it was quite nice to sit on the homestand and watch completely hopeless people kick a ball about. And um, does that segue onto Watford? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we cover the season tickets? Because I don't really understand yes. the costing. Like, what am I... I? I looked at the email and I was like, I don't get this what what's going on someone explain it to me so the i think the the price have gone up a tiny bit obviously they're doing the sort of different phases of of buying your season ticket so if you get the early bird which you have to pay like the whole sum at once it's x amount of money if you do the direct debit you can do that from the next month it's a bit more um so doing that but they've also got what's called season ticket plus yeah right right um and i've actually got the the news piece out here um to let you know what it is so we might as well be actually informative rather than giving no information across a 45 minute pod so exactly i mean terence is very good at doing that and again albert and i tend to just mute and talk yeah, to each other on whatsapp listen, but... last week I, I i i very much noticed that yeah yeah cheers uh, well, welcome again, Mike. So, Season Ticket Plus gives you a huge range of unique benefits, apparently. Uh, these include a Palace TV subscription, which is worth 30 quid. Although this season, I bought the Palace TV subscription and half the Academy matches aren't showing because they're on, they overlap with a Premier League game or something. So, that's a bit, that's a bit shit. Um, it gives you the ability to share your season ticket for specific games with a select group of supporters on your account. So I guess don't just screen grab and WhatsApp it to your mate. Don't know I wouldn't dare that. do that. I wouldn't dare do that. Um, you get an additional 250 loyalty points on top of your 500 for the season ticket. Uh, 10% off all purchases in the club shop. Uh, no booking fees on any ticket order a special edition design of your digital season ticket. Uh, and the, here's the, here's the, the, sorry, sorry, a special edition digital ticket. Correct. So a little picture on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. And, and no, in palace, it'll probably be Conor Gallagher after he has gone back to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, but he, he, here's the one that I think I can hear that 
at least Mike, maybe Nick as well, is a little bit sceptical, but here's what's going to win you over. You get a welcome pack, and it includes not just a key ring, not just a badge, but a reusable drinks bottle as well. Wow. Okay, so how much more is it? Because I've got the membership this season anyway, so I can watch Palace and it's, uh, TV, and it sounds like it's just it's basically to get you to buy both, yeah? Yeah, so I think the season ticket plus is another 50 quid. Okay, Although, so identical to just buying the season ticket and the membership, really. Yeah, I might have made that up because I can't say that anywhere, but I'm pretty sure I read it was an extra 50 quid. It is. Um, and the adult season ticket in the lower, which concerns you and I, I'm not sure. Where, where do you... Where uh, do you mine go? is five, but initially it's 540 in Block J of the main stand, the family bit. And we've, we've um, denied, do we move to the Homestale or do we just go where we where we know where we've sat for years and years and actually the people around us are, are pretty decent people and uh, you know do you know what we're all right as well funnily enough yeah we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not too bad so um but but you know what i mean it's, it's if, you, um, if you've made your decision and we're second best whatever you pay your extra 20 quid so you go and fucking sit over there yeah. i'll pay less i pay a lot less and what's really weird no, no, is we the bloke, is, no, the bloke is, sits the bloke is it's three places to the left of me pays 75 quid more why because he's in a different block oh god you're not you're not you haven't got a seat behind a post have you but there is a post but you we're used to it we're used to dodging bobbing and waving and bobbing and waving here on the screen i was wondering if the if the person who has a season ticket behind mike also pays less because he stood behind a post yeah (laughs) um do you know what it's pretty fluid (laughs) (laughs) um do, do you get to do you get access to the bar? Is that why? You yeah, we've to... got a bar. We've got a little bar. The only thing is, is they only serve um, San Miguel on draft. Which, being a uh, Catalan Republican, I'm, I'm not going to be happy about. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so... it's, bre- it's brewed in Stoke, so I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but but the points thing. See, I'm on five thousand nine hundred and seventy-six points. How have you got that in front of you? No, I just know that because I'm so close to the magical six thousand. It, it's it's ingrained, okay. So, um, and I haven't been working, so these things stick. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, had I gone to Villa and Everton, I would I would have surpassed the um, six thousand point thing. But a lot of the games this season, away games, you needed seven thousand. So I'm thinking, okay, if I get the five hundred points for the season ticket. That'll take me mm-hmm. up to 6,500. Pay the 50 notes for the 250. And then I've potentially got 13 games to take me over the magic 7,000. But then I'm thinking, what's the point? Because I've still got to wait till the next bloody day for Will to catch up. Yeah, that's true. To get the tickets together. And it's only, not... there's only one or two games where it's it has proved difficult to get tickets now of course if we do really really well next year because we are after all in our own transitional season and by default should be a lot better next season though we won't be banking on it um does that mean more people will want to go and watch us away guys because perversely following us away aside from the cost of travel is cheaper because i i saw for the first time the cost of buying a one-off ticket to go and watch palace and it's like 55 60 quid Ridiculous. I know people it play hundreds at Arsenal, but it's, it's, you know, so 
and, Do you and know the, what? You talked me into going to the training session because if people are paying 55 quid and not seeing Yaroslav Yak, <laughs> can see Yaroslav Yak without paying 55 quid. <laughs> So yeah, I can see that. I can see why people might be drawn into wanting it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I bought I bought the extra whatever it was called last year me- membership gold or whatever for to be, for the Palace TV thing, so I could watch the the academy teams. And it's all right. You get Mark Brighton commentary, which is not really worth the money. But um, do you know what? Do you know what will make it worth money is if they actually put the fucking women's games on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's absolutely inexcusable that a they're the same time as the men's game more often than not, and b they're not on the Palace player when they're not. So if, if they do that, if they just did that, you know, they wouldn't need to be trying to get people to pay this extra fifty quid. People would be jumping at the chance. But yeah, I, I don't know why. Unless unless this it's out of their hands and it's to do with the the championship. God knows, but it just seems ridiculous to me. It would have been so worth, it would have been the best 50 quid I'd spent all year if it had been that. But as it is, it, you get to see the under 23s, but like you say, half the time it clashes with the men's, the, the first team anyway. Oh, but while we're here, uh, host, host boss, um, yes. can I just uh, make a clarification from the uh, match report from the last weekend where we were talking Absolutely. about, we were talking about um, the women's game at uh, St. James's Park, Mike. And we said it was, we thought it was Durham, but it was actually Newcastle, actually a fourth tier women's game that got the 22,000 highest attendance of the season. No, so, no, um, no let, let, let's, let's re-clarify, right? You said they were playing Liverpool and therefore Patrick said it had to be Durham because they're in the same league because Newcastle are not in the championship. Well, I've, I've cleared it up now, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. Anyway. Thank you. Uh, Rangers, Rangers are in the uh, UEFA League final. West Ham are. Well, well, speaking of finals, Palace are in a final as well. We're in the under-15s Floodlit Cup final. Um, the National the national Cup final against Sunderland, which by all accounts will be shown on Palace TV. Okay. Um, I believe it's tomorrow. Ooh. So... Um, that's a good one. So they they played. I think they played the regional final, didn't they, uh, at Sellhurst, which may have been against Watford. Um, I should really do my research. Where are they, where are they playing, Sam? Do you know? Is I it... think they're playing in Loughborough. All oh, right, okay. Which is a bit weird, but is is there is there not like a school of excellence or something there? There used to be something like that there, didn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, if I'm not talking uh, out of my ass, then and you have got. Palace TV, then it should be on that tomorrow. Uh, but if you're listening to this, probably just check the Palace website because I might be talking rubbish. When, when you say tomorrow, just to clear up for a listen at any time podcast. Um, oh, well, very what good. What day point. is that? Is that the sixth? This of is. May? It is Friday the sixth of May. Right. Okay. Because um, we're speaking to you from the past. <laughs> um, Don't go a, down a couple, that alleyway. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to split timelines. Um, another couple of things quickly to mention before we get on to the preview of the Watford game. Um, one is that Wilf has won Player of the Month. It was presented by Jeff Thomas, which is obviously great because Jeff Thomas is great. Um, did you guys vote for Player of the Month at all? No. <laughs> I, I, have, um, I have looked at the Player of the Season, but I didn't vote for the month. Uh, I'd have given it to Wilf anyway, so... Nice. Um, I voted yeah. for Klein, 
I have to say. Cause oh, interesting. I, well, okay, how, how come? Just thought he, well, it's probably recency bias because I thought he was man of the match against Southampton. But I think he's had a good month. I think he's looked good. Um, so I just vote for him. This is player of the month, not player of the season. Yeah. Positive, you know, there's a fag paper between all of them. You know, we yeah. could all, there could be 12 of us and we could all come up with a different answer and, and be justified, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely not uh, against Wilf winning it because he's the best player ever. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see him be um, presented with the with the little trophy by Jeff Thomas. And then he got one of these newfangled FIFA team cards. I don't know what they are, um, but he liked that his stats are really high. Um, and when Patrick Vieira was asked about Wilf's stats and whether he thought they were good or not, Wilf off camera said, even you wouldn't be able to live with me to Vieira. So maybe that's why he was dropped against Southampton for that insubordination. It's, it's not even a newfangled thing. It's the fact that DR is so much better than I could ever. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever be that I've just walked away from modern FIFA and just gone, it's not for me. Yeah. I'm, no I'm quite happy languishing in this Division 7, all right. It's, it's just trying to do the, the, the championship games where you're playing against the top players. But I did pack Mitchell, team of the season, Tyrick, so he's got good stats. But yeah, I, I haven't played it I, I, nearly as much as I have done in the past, and my life is much better for it. I don't get annoyed or anything. Um, so yeah. Great. I, have, I played it once at Terence's house. And I was shit. So that's it. Um, the one last thing I wanted to mention, uh, and it's a tiny bit of self-promotion, because... Is it your SoundCloud? Sh- it's not my SoundCloud. Although Nick SoundCloud, if you're interested, check the socials. Um, now that I'm in a position of power, I'm going to abuse it by saying that I have something... Well, <laughs> T- TBC... <laughs> Um, I've got a little piece in the new issue of One More Point fanzine, uh, which is out which is out uh, on Saturday at the Watford game. It's £2 on the day. Um, but if you aren't able to get one on the day and you want it sent, uh, then it's three quid. And I think you just need to DM Chris on Twitter, whose uh, Twitter is One More Point and then the number one. Um I have written a nonsensey, stupid thing because that's the only thing I can do. Uh, you know, so, if I'm properly covering Albert here. I'd make a comment about the word nonce being used and that kind of thing, but I'm not going to do that because I'm my own man. So carry on. Great. Thank you very much. Um, 
Well, if you if you want a copy, get it on Saturday. Uh, if you think the thing I've written shit, tell me on Twitter. If you see me at the beer festival, maybe don't tell me that I'm shit. Everything just because. Can we I'll, at you I'll on? Be sad. Can we at you on Twitter if we buy it, we read it, and we don't like the magazine because of your article? Yeah, that's you can fine. Go on the BBS, you can make a new account and you can comment there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I, I'm happy to get abuse of people on all social media platforms, except Facebook, because I don't have one. As long as you're um, promoting Back of the Nest in your article, is it in big bold I am, letters I am, at the bottom? I am. Uh, it's big bold letters at the top, because I wrote it in there myself. Excellent. So if it's not in there, then that's an editorial decision, and throw abuse at Chris, who will be listening to this. So uh, sorry if you get any abuse, Chris. Uh, and on that note, let's talk about this weekend's game with the return of Roy Hodgson. Um, our, obviously, our old manager, he got a CBE this week. How excited or proud are you of that, Mike? I'll, I'll ask you because you're looking, you're, you're itching to talk. You're so excited. Do, do you know what? A CBE is nothing in comparison to a key to the town of Croydon. So oh, he, great well, point. he took it in his stride and he'd gone, yeah, this isn't this isn't the greatest day of my life. There's, there's been better. Um, so fair enough. I, I'd imagine that some of the Watford fans probably made a few choice comments about it because I don't think he's endeared himself particularly to them uh, that much. I've seen a few fairly amusing memes. Um, but, you know, I'm sure he's deserved it. Um, I'm not quite sure what CBE stands for. I was going to say, I can imagine what the C is that the Watford fans say, but I'm not yeah. sure that's the official title. Yeah. Whatever um, it is, they'll have copied it off us. So, so sorry, as as presenter, have you not looked this up? Well, CBE's commander, isn't it? The British commander Empire. Of the British okay. Empire. Yeah, I can see. He's, he's had 40, 50 years of being a commander. I can see that, yeah. I mean... Let's not rewrite history. He he helped keep us up. It's, it, it, the fact that he stayed too long for me is is neither here nor there. He, he did some great things, and when he did get the key to Croydon, we were all happy as fuck. So you know, very true. Nick, yeah, how, how I'd, you... I'd much rather remember him as the man who's allowed to freely drive sheep across the Croydon flyover or whatever, having the key to drive <laughs> <to, laughs> sheep. <laughs> Fly over. Just remembering that it's no longer 40 miles an hour, it's only 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't actually not rip up his CB and give it back because I'm a bit of a Republican. So, yeah, but let's remember him for that. And uh, it, um, let's, uh, yeah, if, if no, look, we're, we're, my only, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased we're going to relegate Watford. I'm certain of that anyway. Um, I'm kind of, it's going to be a shame that it's going to be Roy that does it because my abiding memory of Roy is the Arsenal game with the limited crowd where he kind of appeared as a kind of mm-hmm. B-Tech Frank Sinatra at the end holding the microphone. <laughs> He's looking like he was about to burst into New York, New York, but gave a gave a very good speech. I mean, that, let's give him a round of applause. It's, it's just a shame it's kind of ruined that ending that we had. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's going to be a bigger humiliation for Roy than Steve Bruce standing there staring at his shoes in the pissing rain when he's losing 4-0 while manager of all. 
That's what it's going to be. It's going to be worse than that for Roy going down at Palace. His home team, his own team, are going to relegate him. I mean, no, God, no, uh, this is nothing compared to the Iceland game. So he's never going to reach lower than that. Um, the fact that he bounced back at all is amazing because everyone thought his career was done. Um, this was this was an impossible job for anyone to deal with, and he's not capable. It, this current way that football is played in the Premier League is just not suited to the way that that he can he does things with with lower t- lower teams. But it won't bother him because if 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 he managed to be if it managed to be water off a duck's back in the Iceland game, this will be like a piss in the ocean in comparison. And let's be honest, Watford, he he probably thinks himself as a man that's got the key to Croydon. I've done the world a favour. So yeah, you know. where's those sheep? Um, how much of it is down to Lewington not wearing shorts? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I don't like it. That's when you know the timeline is split. Um, I did. I did see a a good uh, a good tweet after they lost to Burnley, and I think it was just after Burnley had gone two and up last week against them. And it was Roy sat in the first or second row of the dugout, so he Lewington was in front of him, and Roy was just sat there with his shades on, couldn't give a shit. He was like, "This payoff's coming," and then I'm out. I don't have to listen to that knobhead Curly shouting at me every two days. Um, he, I actually looked up his record as Watford manager because obviously he's not done great, which we all know. But um, I thought it'd be interesting to see just. I've got how... some facts if you want. Hang on, go for it. Hit me. Right. Okay. Uh, the Hornets have won one of their last twenty-nine league matches against London sides, drawn seven, <sighs> lost twenty-one, a one-nil home win over Melbourne in April twenty-one. In the top flight, they have lost 14 matches in a row against teams from the capital. The longest losing run against London teams in top flight history. Oh, God. This will be Watford's 110th league meeting with Crystal Palace, making them the side they've faced the joint most times in league history. That's why they want us to be rivals, because we've played them. They've played us more than they've played anybody else, apart from QPR. So and they're shit. They've got the shit record against us. So it's a nailed on one nil Watford win, isn't it? I like that. I like that your last fact was and they're shit, uh, which is un- undisputed. To be honest, um, well, I, I looked at I looked their record under under Roy. Um, it's not great reading for Watford fans. Um, in fourteen games, he's won two, drawn two, lost ten. They've scored nine, and they've let in. 29 um but both of his both of his wins were away at Southampton and Villa so they're I suppose small solace for them is they're better away than they are at home but when you look at that records they're not they're not great anyway are they really when you're talking about Roy sitting in the back with his shades on not giving a shit we were at the away game and they were they the players didn't seem to care did they no the crowd didn't even seem to care there was just a, yeah. a general malaise around the ground. It was, it was, just, there was no atmosphere. There was no, they weren't even poking sticks at it to try and get it back into life. <laughs> it was just resignation. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention the away game actually because, because I was there as well. And even when they equalised right after we'd gone one nil up, as soon, as soon as the sort of 
they kicked off again, the atmosphere was flat again. You would think that that would sort of galvanise them and they'd get behind the team because they hadn't really done anything up until that point. It had been a pretty pretty drab game up until that point, to be fair. But you would think, right, that'll kickstart them and, and they'll get they'll get behind their team and it'll be a, a pretty choppy sort of next sort of 10, 15 minutes. But yeah, like you say, it was dead dead quiet, really. And as soon as we went to, went up, that was that was it for their fans. You know, they, 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 they're not, I suppose they were resigned long before, but I, at the time, say, we've never been in the situation where we, unless it was, um, the, the times we've gone straight back down in which case, you know, obviously it's still, you know, that when teams do that, it's, it's the premier league for a season. They are really a premier league mainstay of the last 15 years. And we've not been in a situation where we are definitely going to go down in any season. So I'm not sure how any... I don't think we can relate to it, really, because it's not really ever happened to Palace. <laughs> True. Uh, but it, it just... It, it does seem weird to me, though, because that we'd not been in a great run when we played them. I don't think we'd won in, in, in a few games. And that sort of turned it round for us a little bit. And you would think that this would be the game they would point to home against Palace where they would push on but wasn't to be I don't you know we were much better than them and to be honest even even pessimistic me we should be much better than them again on Saturday um, because really I don't think they've you know normally we talk about a player who's good or someone to watch out for but really at the moment I don't think there's any you know not even when Saar first got in the team a couple of years ago even though they were going down, everyone was banging on about how good he is. But now, there just doesn't seem to be any anyone who's standing out. I look at the Watford fans on like Twitter, and they're all moaning about the stuff that we would moan about towards the end of Roy's of Roy's tenure, where he's playing sort of central midfielders out wide. He doesn't change the team enough. He doesn't make enough subs. So I, I, I do wonder if it's like you said, Mike, that his way of playing just isn't. It just doesn't work anymore, and and when you come into a team like Watford, who are essentially down anyway, when you come in, and they have such a high turnover of players every year that it's hard into nothing really. Well, um, I'm sure it still does work in that, you know, like David Moyes has, has played like West Ham has almost he's played the same eleven week in week out, mm. but if that eleven is decent those kind of tactics and that kind of way of thinking works. But when you're poking around looking for the right 11, like he's not your man. He's absolutely not your man. I wonder if, I wonder if, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if he was gutted on his, his his first week at the Watford job when he realised he couldn't shoehorn Jeffrey Schlupp into the 11. True, true. Uh, Although, Everyone seems to somehow shoehorn him in. So, <laughs> much, to, much to Chris Clark's delight. Yeah, I mean, um, that was we were talking about it on the match report. Like, he kind of got shoehorned in Southampton because uh, he, we were at half time, we were all like standing in the concourse going, surely Schlupp and Eze should swap round. But method to his madness when you win. Well, this is this is very true. I mean, to be honest, when um, when he brought Wilf on and played him up the middle, 
I said, what's he doing? And he scored the winner. So what do I know? The yeah, last time I, the, to be honest, oh, the last time I oh. said that was, the last time I said that was when he brought Gyro on against Stoke in the captain <laughs> and Gyro scored the winner. So I just need to, I just need to shut up. Has he played um, since? Has he played since? <laughs> Poor old no, Gyro. he hasn't. He hasn't, has he? Um, I've just noticed uh, with my eye on the telly that, that all the, all the places for the finals, the UEFA finals, are fixed. And it's really refreshing to see six different nationalities represented across I the give finals. A, I couldn't give a fuck, to be honest, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just, I, thought, I thought it was just going to be full of English teams, which does me head in. Because you, you, if it was two English teams, you want them both to lose. That can't happen, well, it's, can it's, it? it's lovely to see West Ham out, definitely. Yeah, absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah, getting too big for their boots. Um, talking to Big for Your Boots, just a, a chat I had with DR earlier in the week was uh, about how, how football chants uh, kind mm-hmm. of go as, as as time moves on. And um, do you think there are a couple of times, us being from Croydon and being uh, the land of, of roadmen and such like, that actually, rather than singing old songs, the HF will be spitting bars to uh, Big for Your Boots or that kind of thing? You don't think there's enough gritty, gritty behaviour to Peggy March and Dave Clark Five? <laughs> no, to, to be honest. I mean, if you if you could choose a, an anthem to that the, the fans would sing along to, what would it be? Oh God, this has put me on the spot. And now we're going to have some dead air. Jump in, <laughs> Mike. Um. Uh. Good question. Uh, electric six. Gay bar. Which player would that represent? Well, did, well didn't, didn't we have an electric six chant for Wayne Routledge? Danger, danger, yeah, we... Wayne Routledge, when he scores on the pitch. Yeah, you're if right. If I've made that up, then that's a banging. That's a banging <laughs> chant. And I would like to go back in time to when Wayne Routledge played for us and get I, that going. I mean, maybe. Um I, c- I certainly can't. Rem- I can't remember. Well, you can't remember Krista and Bolivar, mate. So yeah, that's true. no, that's no um, shocker. Well, that, that, that's just one to think of for the future. It anyway. is. If, if you could, if you get your own fantasy chant tune. See, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go for some grimy thing just, just to see what it sounds like. Three thousand people spitting the bars out. I mean, I leave it to the HF because they make some very fine decisions on this stuff, and it's, it, it takes them a long time and. They, they share lyrics backwards and forwards, and that's way more effort than I would fucking go to. So is that why they mainly go back to the fifties? Because it takes that long. <laughs> um, um, they they did they, they, they redeveloped is um, Daft Punk, for example. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. yeah. And, um, Listen, we've got our Venger Boys chant for Matera. That's all I'm here for. That's all we need. But what was Venger Boys? What That'll was funny uh, about the conversation with DR was he, he referred to, I think he was trying to wind Patrick up, but he referred to uh, Jimmy Mack as an iron brew Joe Ledley, which absolutely. <laughs> I did. I did. Patrick. I had to dip. I had to dip out of that conversation because A, I won't hear any slander against James MacArthur, but B, I don't want to inadvertently get wound up by DR winding up Patrick. So <laughs> uh, I left. Um, but on the subject of James MacArthur, do you think he keeps his place in the team? Do you think we switch it up again? Because it seems like Vieira is sort of changing things here and there. Obviously, 
had Wilf on the bench uh, against Southampton. Um, and he, he does seem to, to, to bring players in and out every now and again. So how do you think we're going to line up? Any massive changes? Do you think Wilf will get back in the starting eleven? I think he's earned his place. Well, start on the ring. I think, yeah, I think he has. It's, it, it, is it the last under twenty threes game tomorrow? Because I was going to say, with that season ending, it's a chance to bring some of the younger players through. And, and when you've got so-called easier games, you, you, you want to be looking to bring younger players in. But yes, Wilf definitely got to start him, especially at home. And Mike, do you reckon Elise is going to come in? Um, I quite like the super sub plan from the other day, to be honest. Um, I'd just like to see Eze in the middle for, for a game. Um, Patrick pointed out in the match report, I'd love to see Raksaki on the bench, get some minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, he went further and he said he, he can't see the point in Conor Gallagher playing anymore because we're not going to keep him. Um, I, I, I get that. I think it's... I think about it slightly differently and I feel like Conor Gallagher could teach um, a lot of the younger players a lot by by playing with him. Um, but I'm happy with Elise on the bench and coming on as a sub. I'm happy with Wilf starting or coming on later. Um, Jimmy Matt, if he's 100% fit now, if he's back to full fitness, great. I mean, play him. Um, I, I think we can beat Watford with pretty much anyone, to be honest. Anyone, like... But Will Keyes haven't had enough minutes. He was amazing against Southampton for the few minutes he came on. We got any of those players should be able to beat Watford. I'm, I'm not too. I'm not too worried. I mean, it's even it's even a a little conversation to have about who starts up front. Whether Edouard gets another go, whether Ben Teke, who had a good cameo against Leeds, gets a gets a full game, uh, or you just sort of stick with Mateta who to run around a bit. But like you say, I think realistically we should be looking to beat Watford, I don't want to say comfortably because that makes me feel a bit sick saying that about Palace, but we should be beating them uh, with whoever we put out. Yeah. And that, le- that leads yeah. me on to, to, the, to the, the last point, which I think is quite pertinent with Palace, is that we're quite good at relegating teams. Uh, in, the, in the past, we've relegated Cardiff, we've relegated Hull, uh, we relegated Stoke. So what are we going to do it against Watford? I mean, look, mathematically, they're almost absolutely, definitely going down anyway. So, isn't it? It's, it's only like it's only like goal difference anyway, isn't it? So, we need a point, and I'd be very disappointed if we lose to Watford. So, yes, I think we probably are, and that's great because their fans seem to hate us. Um, I don't know; they want to back. Harry the Hornet for whatever. <laughs> just going back to the last thing, the one thing I'd like to see in the next couple of games is just, yeah, 10 minutes. Whoever Whoever's playing up front, if there's 10 minutes to go, rather than bring Benteke on or whoever isn't playing, just bring Raksaki on for a few minutes. That's what I'd like to see. I thought you were going to play bring Yak on. Oh, Yak, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Yak Saki. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's finish up with a couple of score predictions then. Nick, what do you reckon? 5-0 um, Palace. I'm, I, oh. I really think we're going to put them to the sword. I really do. I'm due to give somebody a good caning. So let's let's um, 
let's welcome Roy back to Croydon and he can he can remember us and then when he's retired with his sheep, um, he'll be welcome <laughs> back to Palace any time he likes. Lovely. Uh, and Mike, what do you reckon the score's going to be? I mean, this is a team that are playing for their lives and if this is their derby, then um, I, I'm torn between 2-1 or a draw. Um, I'll be positive because I know you're going to be negative, so I'll go 2-1. Wow, I was actually going to say I think we're going to win 2-0. But we can't have a clean sweep of wins. So I I will take this on the chin and let's say one all, but we'll absolutely batter them all game. But we won't we won't yeah. we won't be able to get that get that winner as much as we deserve it. Uh but they'll still go down uh, and no one will be sad. And on that note, uh I wanna say thanks to Nick and Mike for stepping in. Um I really appreciate it. And we were we were Murray. talking about a coup before, Anne, but decided against it. I thought we'd just let you crack on. Well, as I, you're not going to you're not going to topple me, surely. Al, Albert and Te- Albert and Terence are part timers here. I, I'm the glue that holds this. You are some somewhat rickety ship together. Ships oh, that together. Me, um, I bet do some more Albert stuff before we finish up. Um, wank me off. Brilliant. Amazing. What a better way to finish? What a better way to finish than that? Um, as per usual, check all the socials for the, the match report and all that sort of stuff. But until the next time, up the pack. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.